you should be intending to lead with value or building a relationship. And you should have a reason why you're reaching out to individuals, not just connecting to connect. Welcome to Decision Point, a podcast about overcoming adversity in sales and the growth that we experience in the process. I'm Brad Siemens. Joining Brad today on Decision Point is Devin Johnson, CEO and lead flow king of Connected. Today, we're going to learn how Devin went from selling shoes in the back of his car to selling software and what it means to simplify conversations for over a million customers. So you, you started out with a, with a trunk and some tennis shoes, right? Yeah, that's right. So I that is true. I started by reselling sneakers. Uh, so starting with why I started selling shoes. So my uh, my sister got diagnosed with a rare form of cancer um, called metastroblastoma. Uh, I will fast forward just a little bit. She's still with us today. She's still healthy, um, living as much of a normal life as she can. So she did beat it. But uh, she was diagnosed when I was turning 16 uh, with this cancer uh, going into high school. And uh, my mom had to move into the hospital. Uh, my sister was in Riley's children's home for almost two years, uh, going through chemo, the surgery, learning to walk again, learning to eat again. I mean, everything you could uh, imagine with having a brain tumor and the effect of it, you know, she was experienced that on top of fighting the cancer as well. Uh, so with that, my mom, you know, had a, a brief conversation with me and said, Hey, you know, we've, we've got about three months and then you're gonna have to move in here with us and you're gonna move to inner city schools. I was going out to, uh, I was going to a school called New Pal, uh, New Palestine High School here in Indianapolis. Really nice school, had a lot of good friends, you know, did, didn't want to leave it for inner city schools. And I knew shoes were valuable, right? You know, my, my dad was around, but wasn't around. It was, he's very spotty. And uh, when this situation arose, he, he was the type that, uh, you know, ran from his challenges, unfortunately, and we didn't see him for a year. So there was a year of where I stepped up and I stepped up by reselling shoes. I uh, did not start from a trunk technically. <laughs> started off with a moped, right? Okay. Yeah. Spray, you get a, yeah, like a spray? Yeah. So I, I started with nothing, uh, just hustling, right? Um, and, you know, I, my, my mom would obviously still come around and she was, still could get me some places. Now, were you staying in – did you stay – you stay in New Pal like you didn't move? Yeah, yeah. We, we were able to, to get through it. Again, she had about three months of, uh, you know, savings and, and whatnot to get us through to where I was able to start reselling enough shoes to help out. And, you know, then she, she had some other resources step in and, and take on but or take over. But uh, I started reselling shoes. I went to my first um, sneaker convention um, in Indianapolis. I walked out with almost 2000 bucks and I was there maybe four hours just hustling, bustling shoes. You know, I walked in with a couple pairs, traded up, added a little bit of cash, sold those, bought more, sold those just in a few hours. I was like, holy cow. There's this thing at sneaker events called a trading pit. And so you just go to the trading pit and you just hustle, right? It's all about negotiations inside this trading pit. And uh, then I, I got a, a Toto 50 scooter. <laughs> Toto 50, right? If anyone listening, look up a Toto 50. It's hideous. But uh, they're like 800 bucks new. 
And you, you didn't have to have a license for a 49cc at the time. Like since that's changed, you had to have at least have a permit, I think. Um, but anyways, I'm driving this bad boy home, brand new. And I shit you not, the mirror falls off. <laughs> <laughs> the mirror just falls off. So where do you buy, did you buy this like in New Pal? Did you buy it at like an yeah. outdoor dealership? I, I bought it at a, a used tire dealership at the time called Treads. Okay. I don't even know if they're still there, to be honest. But they would sell like used tires and mopeds and like cheap Chinese four-wheelers. And uh, so I was a proud new owner of this Toto 50. And then uh, I, I would, if it was not raining, pissed, you know, poor raining or snowing, I was riding this thing around to friends, selling shoes, making just shit happen. I think I racked yeah. up the most miles in one uh -uh. On a Toto 50? On a Toto 50 ever. I put like 4,500 miles, you know, on a scooter in, in, in like a span of a summer. <laughs> now, now, did you finish school? I did finish high school. Uh, so, uh, you know, I hustled one-off sneakers. Then I did my own trade show when I got my license. And then from light and, and you know, built my own website. And then I was selling them online and eBay. And then... Uh, long story short, in that process, I learned how to do some digital marketing, build relationships, sell stuff, make profit, and all these business terms that are key to you know any founders or entrepreneur success. But I, in my mind at the time, I'm just making money. I'm just trying to help out, right? Right. So it was a blessing in disguise. Um, at Hancock County, when I was able to drive. Uh, you know, put me as head of household and I actually went half day, um, most of my high school just from just. Okay. So that's, that's interesting. So you got a, you got a head of household status. And so that basically puts you like, okay, interesting. So then you're going, you're going half day so you can pay the bills and yeah, it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, I can, I can help out, you know, at the time I didn't realize the true impact of, of what that really meant the weight that that carried um you know i was just doing my thing and i hated school and now i did graduate i think i graduated like 2.9 gpa <laughs> you know nothing stellar but nothing like no no that's not all i'm not awful. it's not it's not awful nothing to brag about you know but uh, i got i got the good old new pal degree and um when it, when i actually graduated high school um an app came out called StockX, right um it, it's very popular now it's a good billion dollar uh, company now but uh it, it it's like the kelly blue book but for shoes you know kelly blue book for car yeah it's like the kelly yeah. blue book for shoes so now thanks to this app you can just go on and see how much you should be paying for something so it's the stock market for the resale of fine goods as far as okay shoes. they've now added watches they've got everything now right but it started with just sneakers and uh, when that came out, it killed the resale margins. I mean, that is slaughtered them. Right? Oh, because it now established a price. Yeah. yeah. For they, they were establishing prices on on shoes versus the market yep. establishing prices on shoes. Gotcha. That's right. It, it became the, the golden rule to live and not buy. So gotcha. Um, during that kind of transition, I'm graduating high school. This comes out. I also meet what is now my business partner, Cody, and. Uh, he starts a relationship with me by leading me to faith. Uh, at the time, I'm graduating high school, pocket full of money, 
think I'm everything plus some. You know, I, I'm an arrogant little shit, to be honest with you. And I was just so full of myself. Um, and I, I really didn't see a bigger purpose than at that living, you know, in the moment, right? I, I didn't I didn't believe in I wasn't a big believer. I didn't have a whole lot of faith, right? Um, and so he started off by introducing me to God and my faith journey. And, you know, before you know it, I'm baptized a couple of weeks into knowing him and, and I'm going to Bible study. And uh, he was in a transition phase of his life from he was an entrepreneur, then got called to God and, and did some missions work and then nonprofit work and was ready to go back into business. Well, I was selling websites and I was selling some visual marketing services to offset the challenges of the shoe market. Right. And he's like, well, I see you have a business here. We'll, we'll start a little digital marketing company. And if you, if you look at my LinkedIn or, or dig around, you'll, you'll find something called mission to market in my, my background. And that was our first little marketing agency where we, we would really sell anything that you'd buy as long as uh, we ethically could fulfill it. Or do it. <laughs> but a lot of times it was websites and uh, some door hanger advertising, Google My Business stuff. And that is where, you know, I got exposed to, to LinkedIn and, and the, the power of lead generation and the whole idea of Connected all came together. That's awesome. So where are you guys at? So tell everybody that's listening where you guys are at today. How many how many employees? Yeah. Size wise. Yeah. So uh, in-house employees, uh, W2 here in Indianapolis in our headquarters, group 61. Count our overseas development, virtual assistants, you know, the whole staff all in. Um, we're about 104. Uh, so that's counting our, again, our dev house and, and everything that's technically overseas. Awesome. Awesome. Well, so talk to us a little bit about, so tell us a little bit about your experience with, with LinkedIn um, and riff a little bit on kind of where you see, you know, where do you see the market going? What do you think about LinkedIn? How should people be using it? Yeah, absolutely. So LinkedIn, if you're not on it or you, you think you should be using it more, you're absolutely correct. Right. And if you're not on it at all, you just have a profile. You need to pay more attention to it. Um, and this is why. So there's a ton of statistics out there, and I get it. You could you could make a lot of statistics up, but one that um, is is very well known out there is over 80% of B2B data in in B2B uh, conversations stem from LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is the place to do business, represent business, and build relationships. Right. So regardless, without even without a connected solution or or what we provide you should be spending time and growing your personal brand on LinkedIn if you are in business for yourself or uh, in a professional setting, period. Um, it is one of the very few places you can get great organic reach and very few places that, you know, the average income is, you know, now north of 70,000, right? It's abnormally high compared to any other social media network. So... Um, where do, where do you, what trends do you think are happening? Like, what do you think, um, like what's next? What's, you know, LinkedIn has changed to be a content platform. Yep. Uh, where, where do you think the next kind of evolutions or breakthroughs in, in LinkedIn, where's LinkedIn going? Any, yeah, any thoughts? My take on it and, and thoughts on it. They, they're really driving towards that, uh, you know, lower touch point, higher value relationship oriented and, and being and driving quality versus the 
quantity uh, through LinkedIn due to how many you know qual quality connections and decision makers live within the ecosystem. So your outreach methods on LinkedIn, you should be intending to lead with value or building a relationship. And you should have a reason why you're reaching out to individuals, not just connecting to connect and, and throwing a bunch of shit in people's inboxes. Like those days are dead. It's just not, it doesn't work. We all get pissed off when we get a spammy message inside of our inbox. And, and what is working is being intentional. So what do I mean by that? Instead of reaching out to second and third degree connections, reach out to second degree because at bare minimum, you have connections of that you share in common, right? And also try to pair that with the industry that you should be talking to or you can add value to and common experiences. So you can add, you know, father, for instance, in your search on LinkedIn, like, and quote, father, end quote, right? And, and if you're looking for CEOs, look for commonality. The rule of thumb that we teach is have three to five things in common in any search before you ever do any outreach on LinkedIn. That way your messaging can be very intentional and direct and start quality conversations. Does that make sense? So, no, that totally makes sense. Let, let's do, so you sort of hit on the Boolean search or the search method from LinkedIn. Um, why don't you talk, it sounds like you're pretty knowledgeable on on how you should write and what how you should search. Yeah. So why don't you break down for people who are listening, what are some tips on, on how to use the search in LinkedIn? Yeah, so uh, number one, it's important to know that it works like a math problem. It follows order of operations, right? So whatever you put first in your search, it's going to prioritize. So for instance, if you're looking for CEOs, right? Or business owners, you start with the, the key phrase or title you're looking for currently. Okay. Now you start with a quote, then the role. So quote CEO in quote, and that will pull a CEO in the current profile right? It'll be in the, it'll search the whole profile versus anything that relates to CEOs. The quotes is called, you know, Boolean searching, right? Any major database, you can use this method, but in LinkedIn, that's what it is, is a major data. It's the biggest B2B database in the world. So quote CEO end quote, and then pairing it with the word and so following your search of the title you want, and I'm using CEO as an example, Put all caps, A-N-D, quote, so space, quote, then find something in common. Put a hobby, put an interest, put something you're passionate about inside of the CEOs you're trying to reach out to. And I'll, I'll use being a father uh, just for this easy example. So this example would be CEO and father. So you're going to find second degree connections that are CEOs and fathers within a particular industry. You can add the filter of, of industry as well. And your list is all of a sudden 100 people, maybe 120 people. However, you have three things in common now to tailor the messaging of, hey, we both have common connections. I see we're both fathers as well and growing businesses together. Love to see how we can share synergies and, and bring value to one another. Talk soon. 
I would respond to that because you, you obviously looked at the profile or I felt like you looked at the profile and you're intentional and there's some commonality right away. Right. Yeah. Like, so I did the Boolean search and, and so in my mind, like what you're suggesting is you're creating a content platform to write copy. So when you type, so when I typed in CEO, father, I got all of a sudden I get avid reader, reader, father of four, husband, father of four. I mean, there's all kinds of guys on here that have four kids. Yeah. So my mind immediately goes to how to write copy around now that the, something like, Hey, I see you have four kids. Uh, probably hard to read all your emails, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I have four kids too. So when you get the person on the phone, you have an instant connection. That's right. Yeah. And and that's, that's where LinkedIn wants you to be, do, you know, spending your time is genuine relationships to grow and impact businesses in, in connected. The technology platform is enhancing that and pushing that forward even further at scale. Right. So, but regardless if, if you're not spending the time on LinkedIn, you should be. And you could expand that out, CEO and father. You could put, this is one thing I, I really want to get out into the, the world is think outside the box. I know you have your ICP, your ideal customer port, you know, profile. And, but think outside the box to create messaging and an approach that's outside the box. If you look for CEOs, think of crazy stuff. If you don't, if you're not a father, all right, get it. Put golf, put Hunter, put, you know, things that are hobbies and people get excited about and would want to relate to. Here's what I think is really important because and, and, and is particular with certain personalities. You better be a golfer if you're going to say something about golf. Because if I get you on the phone and I realize you've never hit a golf ball, we're getting, I mean, now, now I'm just like, I've lost respect. I've lost respect for you. Yep. Um, look, I might not hang up on you, but if you're, if you know, so like when people, I think you got to be careful, um, when you, when you use personalization, because like, I don't get buttered up. Like when people are like, Hey, I really like what you built. I could care less what you think about what I built. Um, you know, like that does not do good for me. I just delete you. Um, like it just doesn't feel genuine. Right. So you got, I, and, and the thing about gen, being genuine is I don't know how people can tell, but I think they can tell right. <laughs> when you're not being genuine, right? I'll, I'll help you with that. So I call it like bro talk. Like if you would text, like if I would text you, Brad, to come over play poker or for a barbecue, I would say, yo, Brad, let's, let's, let's connect and play some cards over at my place. Right. Or, Hey, I'm having a barbecue. Come over and bring the ham. Right. I would use lighter language. I get LinkedIn is a professional platform and I don't want to take away from that. But what people relate to is people being themselves, right? They, they appreciate that in the world. So when you're making this copy, you know, put it as if you would text someone that you're close with. I promise you, I know it sounds crazy to use basic, light, easy messaging. Promise you the response rate goes up 10, 15%. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I think transparency, I think making people laugh, I think all that stuff helps. I think um, memes, I mean, I respond, I'm like 100% uh, show rate on memes, man. If you, I, think, I sent you a funny meme. Like, I couldn't get a hold of you, and I sent you a funny meme on Bart Simpson, and you wrote me right back. 
So, I mean, some of that stuff's, I mean, it's goofy, but it's like, I mean, if you uh, look, if you can't make a, if you can't make a prospect laugh, you can't sell a prospect. Yeah. I mean, that, now that's not to say it's, it, you know, there, I think there's a, a, an interaction level. You want to be respected. You want to be, you know, it's not deaf comedy jam. Right. But at the same time, you got to be, you got to be able to, you know, you got to be able to get somebody to, to laugh and relate and talk. Yeah. And uh, laughter is an important, I think important or humor is an important part of that. Awesome. So, but all right. Well, this was uh Devin, this was awesome. Is there anything, uh, any questions I didn't ask you that you felt like I should have asked? You know, not, not right off the top of my head. Uh, but you know, it's always, always a good time to, to hang out and, put some value out into the world and you know i just appreciate you having me on yeah man this was this was great well i had read um that oprah always asks every guest how she did so how'd i do well you're a stud so (laughs) i appreciate that yeah yeah five out of five ten out of ten all right ratings however my ranking is you give me a a full ranking okay awesome man well this was great i i love having you on i loved uh Love what you're doing, man. You're, um, I love that you're sitting there where your office is. You come a long way. Uh, a lot to be proud about and uh, excited to continue to follow you guys. And as always, great to talk to you. Yeah, likewise. I appreciate it. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. As always, uh, if you want more information on the podcast, go to monsterconnect.com forward slash podcast. Uh, you can get last season's. Uh, last year's episodes. You can get all the new episodes for this year. And as always, remember, don't let what you can't do interfere with what you can. Until next time.